Bonjour. Hola. Ni hao. Moi. Hello. I forgot what other ones we're supposed to do. What other ones are we supposed to do, James? Uh, guten Tag. Yes. And another one? Konnichiwa. And another one? Good eye. Oliver Phelps here. And James Phelps here. Thank you very much for joining us this week on the Double Trouble podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody for the great response we had to last week's episode. Also, a big thanks to James Taylor for joining us. What I really, really enjoyed about a lot of the comments is everybody getting uh, either into cricket, looking up cricket, all through James's amazing story. And I know that quite a few guys have gone on to get James's book and hopefully learn more about his amazing rise after the end of his career and how great he's doing now. So huge thank you to all your support and uh, great comments from last week. Exactly, exactly. And also as well, I must admit, I was quite disappointed that my explanation of cricket's rules didn't uh, resonate with too many people last week. So I think I won't be doing that this week, I must admit. Well, they were pretty poor, I've got to be honest. I, even I knew what you were on about and it was um, difficult, to say the least, to follow you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, like I say, I just want to say echo what james has said thanks for the great feedback with everything and again once again thanks very much for everyone's kind words uh with james and i's uh, family situation over the last couple of weeks it means a lot to us but i'd like to think today's episode we're going to keep it all very upbeat we know there's a lot of stuff going on right now all over the world very serious stuff so we'd like this to be a a release for people to have a good smile and a good uh yes a good smile well, if they can see what you've got on your head, that won't well, be hard to do. Well, I've got to be honest, the sound sounded really good last week. So a big, big thank you um, for all the lovely comments. So, so, so today we're going to keep this nice and upbeat. And what I was thinking as well, well, it was James's idea more than anything. Let's have a Q&A because we had some really nice feedback um, from last week's show where people were saying that they really enjoyed questions being put to us. So we thought, collective, collective we. Um, Let's do a Q&A today. So James, have you got any questions what you've picked out from the lovely people who've got in touch on Twitter? I know I've dug one or two out myself. Yes, I do. And thank you very much for everybody for sending such really great questions. Some we're not going to answer because some of them were a bit weird, but most of them are rather good. So uh, we're going to bash through as many as we can. Uh, but before we begin, Oliver, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to this week? Well... You know, the days have been so different these weeks. Uh, no, apart from playing, playing a bit of golf, uh, doing quite a lot of walking, which has been quite good. And uh, yeah, I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm glad that sport is back on the telly, be it the PGA Tour, uh, be it the football as well. Um, big shout out as well to two great teams. Um, first of all, big, big shout out to the lovely people over at Valencia. Um, in Spain, who their La Liga season has just got underway. But they also were very kind in sending this over. I've got yours at the house, James. You still haven't collected it. There is a, they sent me this lovely Valencia box Ooh. with inside a lovely jersey. So nice. they sent, exactly, yeah, they sent this across with my name on the back with uh, lovely number 10. 
So that has gone down really well. Uh, so thank you very, very much to the team over at Valencia for sending that over. Really, really appreciate it. And it was nice to, uh, to watch the game. Bit disappointed at the start of the game, that, or at the end of the game, that they conceded a literally last kick of the game penalty to draw one all. But there we go. This is at the time of recording. So hopefully they've gone on and got the victory over in Madrid as well this time. And also uh, watching my beloved Aston Villa playing again. James, you'll love this. I've got my flag from Wembley out. It's uh, draped in the colours of the Clarison blue. So that's all, that's all there. They were, they were the first uh, game of the Premier League being back and they played Sheffield United, and it was really nice to see as well. Two symbolic uh, things. Um, first thing was the the coach or the manager, Dean Smith, that his uh, father actually used to be a steward at the ground. And it was really nice that they put one lone steward's jacket on the seat in the, the one stand uh, behind the goal, uh, almost to symbolise that. So that was a great, great um thing what the club did there and also i'm sure a lot of people have seen it but the every person in the ground all the players took a knee at the start of the game um in support for the black lives matters movement so again just a great symbolic symbol uh which was fantastic to see and then going on into the game Luckily, goal, time, goal line technology was working its absolute best in the game. And yeah, Villa somehow got away with a nil-nil draw. If anyone hasn't seen what happened during the game, so now the referees don't seem to use their eyes. It's all about the technology. If the ball crosses the line, the referee's wristwatch that he wears will buzz to say goal. However, the ball was literally cradled around the post into the goal and no goal was given. So technology... Error gave Villa the draw, but you've got well, to take these say? things, haven't you? Um, you do, one you thing do. also I want to add, which was I also enjoyed seeing, was how uh, not only every player on the pitch had their names taken off their jerseys and was replaced with the Black Lives Matter logo, also the NHS was put on the shirt as well um, in show of the amazing work that the National Health Service has done here in the UK during this whole crazy, crazy time. So again, thank you to everybody who works in all kinds of medical and care work for, to treat everybody that's been um, affected during this crazy situation. Yes, yes, I can only echo that as well. So James, apart from, I know you're going to say you've been cycling or you've been running mm -hmm. uh, or you've been stargazing. Have you done anything else? I made some cakes, I've got to be honest. So I've been back on the baking trail. Uh, well, I haven't. I haven't been stargazing because it's been too cloudy, which is a bit of a hindrance when you're trying to stargaze. Mm. And yes, I did make the faux pas of waking up at two in the morning to discover there was no sky to be seen. Uh, but then I ended up thinking, well, I'm up now. I might as well go for a run. So I was one of those early morning people running. Uh, and then today I did a nice bike ride over um, a part of the world which I haven't been bike riding before. So a friend of mine was... Um, put me in contact with a friend of his who likes to bike ride and it turns out this guy used to be a marine so he can ride and ride and ride but we had such a great time so Tony thank you very much for a, a lovely ride today uh, and hopefully uh, I can get my feelings back in my legs sooner rather than later but apart from that uh, it's been a really fun week again hanging around um, I got some really good messages after I put on my Instagram post first of all I was out with Tonto the dog my favorite one of my favorite dogs who um yeah he and i kind of look the same now 
You do, you do. I've got to be honest. For those who are wondering what Tonto the dog looks like, sorry, I've just dropped something. Uh, Tonto the dog is a bearded collie. So they are very hairy dogs. Lovable, lovable and everything. Um, I'd say, though, that the hair thing is definitely where you two have the similarities. Yes, he's very smart. Uh, and definitely, then, definitely only the hair then. And then so I went to, and then I also went for a run. I decided to put uh, how I actually looked like Forrest Gump that day while he was running. Uh, so I think I may be one to say it may be time to have a shave. It's coming. Maybe you should year. do a sponsored shave. If you really want to, you could raise some money for uh, a charity. I think a okay, sponsored anyone, shave would be good. Okay, if anybody wants to do that, then fine. Uh, I am going to shave it anyway. Well, yes, but you could see, though, you know, depending on how much money you were to raise, you could even go for, like, handlebar moustache to begin with, or you could I'm just thinking of having a moustache. goatee at the bottom there. You no, have I don't a, want... No, ah, ah, but it's all... You've got to think about it, though. You could raise some money for some very good charities. Well, I could do, but I'm not... I refuse to have... What's... You know, there's a look which some people have where they completely shave all over, apart from this bit of fluff at the bottom of their chin. Mm-hmm. And unless you look like the guy from Slayer who's able to plait it, it just looks weird. Right. Okay. So just the moustache then? Probably. Well, we I think, as I say, if you really want to, if I were you, I would, I would try and do the whole thing. Um, yeah, do some good for people. Try and raise some money. Okay, you donate to me and I'll shave it. How's that? I'll get the ball rolling. I will pledge £25 <laughs> uh, to a charity of your choice and we'll get a Just Giving page going and we'll put the link up at the end of the podcast and that will be that. Okay. When are you going to do it? No pressure. Um, sooner rather than later, I guess. Because also, I, mean, I was doing a, I did my workout with Steve Coleman the other day online, and you sweat more with a beard. And do you it's get, also annoying. Do you it's get like a annoying. smell? Get, no. Do beards smell? Like, like, no, I mean, like moustaches or anything like that. Does it smell? Food stuck in, yeah, a bit of food stuck in there or anything like that. No, I'm not Gandalf. Well, I don't know. Like, it's fine. But that's, uh, that, that makes a point, actually. So when I was speaking to Steve, Steve being this uh, great PT that I'm very good pals with. Uh, he actually said, if we want to do a live one, so if people what, say me? where... Everybody, yeah. So what we could do is if people tell us where they are in the world, we can figure out the best time zone and mm-hmm. time to do one. Mm-hmm. It will literally be a half an hour session. It can mm-hmm. be as easy or as hard as you like. Easy. But we have a good laugh doing it. Well, I think that could be doable for everybody, yes. There you go. So if uh, people let us, want to let us know about that, that would be great. I've got, some, uh, I've got some questions ready. Have you got some questions ready? Mm. Right, let's crack on with this then. So we've been, going, we've been trawling through the many, many, many messages on Twitter what have come through, and I'll get the ball rolling, shall I? This is from Hayley, who says, Favourite video game, current or old? there is a good question my favorite video game of all time well it says current or old so i assume that is right i'm gonna say grand theft auto 5 okay you see i was absolutely it's got it's got everything in it you can go and you know rob a bank you could just go for a little drive you can go kite surfing you could uh learn how to fly a plane you could go out on your road bike you could do some weights. You can have a haircut. You can get buy new clothes. You can even go and play golf in it. The game has got everything. Okay. I'm not going to disagree that it's not a great game, but equally, 
you can go for a bike ride, you can go and play golf, you can go kite surfing, you could even learn to have a ride, fly a plane if you really wanted to in real life. I wouldn't recommend robbing a bank or any of the other things you can do. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is though that you can do all of this in a video game and the just and the online play of it what's available as well the characters in it the voices just the the realisms in a lot of the characters uh, background and stuff like that it's just an absolutely amazing amazing game okay uh, i will see you that and i would go i've got two that right. I can no, no 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 one, no, one. you get one yeah but i was going to say one but then you've really said a very strong uh, a very um close competitor which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, very good game. Because I can also wear my Stetson when I'm playing it, right? Because I like to get involved. Mm-hmm. Howdy. And yes, but my... wait, Okay, okay, but by your logic, you could go on a horse outside in real life. Well, yeah, but where are you going to park a horse? I'm just, I'm just saying. Do you park a horse? You, you stow a horse, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> ah, there's a question. Tire horse. My favourite game of all time, though, is a classic. The first computer game I properly remember getting addicted to, Mm -hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Yes, yes, that evil Dr. Robotnik. Yes, Mm. and what an amazing film. It's good, actually, especially how it was set in Green Hill. I like that idea. Anyway, I've got this back for today because some people are asking for it. Ha ha! All the way from Japan at the end of every question. For those of you who are wondering what's going on right now, at the end of every question, we will hear a boom. Moving on to the next question. Okay, so Mackenzie Farrow sent a little message and she said, how do you feel about oatmeal raisin cookies? This is in relation to our pineapple and pizza question. Oatmeal, well, yeah, that's great. Okay, it's a, it's yeah. I've got no problem with <laughs> I've got no problem with it at all. I don't think there's a cultural I don't think there's a cultural um, shift with someone putting raisins in oatmeal. If anything, you're getting the best of both, really, as well. Protein with a bit of uh, bit of fruit. Okay. Natural sugars with sugars as well, obviously, but yeah, not a problem with that at all. Have you got an opinion on it? No, I think they're very right. good. I actually, thought my. Brilliant, brilliant. Let's move on. Uh, uh, okay, uh, another one. Debbie sent, uh, Potter-related. So she's heard us speak about the fight scene in the Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. But previous to that scene where Fred and George put their names in the Goblet of Fire when we got thrown back, did we do our own stunts and how was it? Uh, right. answer to that question is, yes, we did our own stunts in terms of we were learning cable work for a couple of weeks anyway because we'd actually done a few on the film already because we've done one at the beginning of the film when they everyone jumps in the port key and if you look in the background of that scene you'll actually see uh us two actually falling face first onto the floor which actually i found better to do than if you're falling on a harness with your back facing the floor because you can actually see where you're going and you're pretty straight anyway the whole time so Moving on, a bit later on when we were in the Great Hall, when we did that, we, uh, we originally had practiced on crash mats and everything to land on the floor. And that was going to be the way it was going to be happening all the way up until probably about the day before, I'd say, or even the day of, when we were told we weren't actually doing that. We were doing the, the throwback, so we put our names in the goblet, get thrown up high, and then we would be coming down, and then we'd stop, and then they would put in the the stunt guys which we were a bit like oh 
fine okay so so bradley and gordon the stunt guys ended up doing the uh the final drop as it were and, and they were uncanny how they looked i was literally blown away by how much they looked like us it's amazing what a ginger wig can do isn't it it was and, ridiculous and actually pub quiz facts if you didn't know this that was the only time in the whole filming process that the flooring of the great hall was changed because because yes. the uh, the stones were taken up on that part of the great hall and replaced with a spongy surface to soften the blow so there you go if you say i know every single pot of facts and you didn't know that one now you do but it turned out that they weren't actually as spongy as they probably needed to be no poor bradley who was oliver's stunt man at the time poor bradley dislocated his elbow mm. Mm, so thoughts with Rid Bradley on that one, because obviously about 20 seconds before he did it, I was quite gutted that I wasn't doing the big stunt. But uh, I suppose these things are hazardous to the game. But they, the true professional is he got up and laughed it off. Yeah, very funny guy, Bradley, actually. Very funny guy. Boom! That was a rubbish bang of a drum. I've got it on my knee, so it's kind of stopping the reverberation. Okay, I've got one. This is from Sarah J. And she asks, here's another question. Did you get to keep your suits from your Oxford Union Q&A in 2016. You looked very sharp and very well dressed. Well, Sarah, I've got to be honest with you. At that event, two things. One, you have to dress yourself. So they are actually our suits, which we wore. So yes, we did get to keep them. And the funny thing about that whole Q&A was we didn't realise, one, how many people were going to be watching it. And two, that they were recording it for YouTube and it was going to be shown everywhere. And even more than that, it went further than that because I remember once getting a message from uh, Rupert Grint and he said he was on a flight and he just sent me a, a photo of the onboard entertainment on the flight and it was of James and my Q&A. So it's glad to see that it's gone down with a lot of people who really liked it and we had a great time doing it as well. Better? Yeah. Okay, and then I've got another one for you unless you want to jump in with one. Well, I'm just going to say, we just have to have a quick pause there because my dog is going ballistic at the postman. Uh, so if you hear a, there he is. Sorry about that. Anyway. I don't know what so his question is, though. He's, he's probably asking, who are you and why are you at the front door? Dear, okay. Right. Well, anyway, he's asking his questions. And so did Claire Shenton, who dropped us a message and says, as twins, were you ever sent a birthday card or present between you? And do you mind? Well, Claire, I can speak, I would say, for every twin anywhere in the world, Yes to both. Yes, you get sent a birthday card. Yes, you get sent a present between you. And yes, you do mind. My personal pet hate in life is getting that. Um, it's nearly as bad as, well, a friend of mine, he's got a twin brother and their birthday is right, is on Christmas uh, Eve. And he's told me before that they've even received at some point joint, right, joint birthday and Christmas card, duh. LinkedIn at the same time. I mean, that's just a cop out, isn't it? It sure is. Not that Oliver's bitter about this. Oh, it drives me mad. No, you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it for anyone else, though, would you? Oh, it's all right. They're on the same day. They'll share. They'll share. Claire, and if anyone else is listening, if you've got some friends who are twins, either don't bother sending them anything, and just say to both of them, "Hope oh, you've had a great birthday." Say it individually, or send them something individual. That's definitely the way to play it. Um, because I think if you do both. It's almost like, yeah, you'll share. Life doesn't work like that. It's not nice. Yes, look what's happened to Oliver because of this trauma. Yeah. Okay, uh, Sadie MB asks, 
What is your favorite thing you've done during lockdown? My favorite thing I've done during lockdown, to be honest, is a very, very boring question. I'm sure it stands for many other people as well, is having the time just to be at home with loved ones. I've actually really enjoyed it and started doing things which I've never thought I would really get into. As most of you know, stargazing, Lego, bike riding, golf, running. Um, I'd love to say Spanish, but that's still a bit slow. You mean non-existent? <laughs> well, it's just not going in at all. I try my hardest and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Mm. So I do apologize, uh, Spanish-speaking world, but I will get there one day. No, no, not good, not good. Well, I think for me, the fame, my the best thing about being in the lockdown period and everything like this is actually spending time sorting stuff around the the house, what needed doing. Uh, I said a couple of weeks ago, we chopped down like 16 trees in the back garden and stuff like that. So that's been really good to get all that sorted, grass laid. Yes, that all looks really nice now. And then, of course, you see other stuff around the house, what needs doing, and you try and convince your better half that it doesn't. And uh, yes, we, we go on from there. Okay, then. So Marissa V asks, what's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert would be a hula pie or hula pie from uh, Duke's Restaurant, which are in um, California and Hawaii, which are basically a chocolate ice cream dessert. The best one. I, when I had it last time, they said, do you want sporks? Sporks, Oliver. God, here sporks. we go again. Sporks. Do you want them for everybody? And I said, no, all for me. And I would say a pavlova with strawberries and fresh cream. Very good. Uh, Eliza asks... Sorry, um, I didn't get the drum in. Um, never mention Italy. Looking face. Have you ever seen Rome? Certainly one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It is. Say it once. Buongiorno. There you go. You should have said that in the opening. Buongiorno. Uh, but yes, we have been to Rome many times and we've been to Italy many times. It's actually such an amazing country, as I'm sure some of you know. One of the greatest things about the Potter stuff was the tours that we went on. I know we've talked about these before, but going on the European legs of the tour, which Oliver and I were very fortunate to do, really were some of the highlights of our trips. And going around Italy, especially Rome, because that was obviously a great place to go to. Um, Milan, another great time that we've been there. So, yes, and the Italian fans are crazy well, in and, a good way. And also, we've been to a lot of other places as well, fortunately enough, around there. So, yeah, Luca, when we were up there in Tuscany. Um, yeah, to Luca, that's an amazing town. Drove around Turin when we drove around uh, Europe about couple of years ago when you go over one of the best drives if anyone's going to think of doing a road trip when all this lockdown stuff's finished do the st bernard's pass into italy it is one of the best best mountain roads and driving weaving road into italy you will ever ever do then obviously you've got the other side as well over there like you've got pisa um you've also got if you go further out east i suppose it would be um you head over that way you've got just some absolutely amazing, amazing countryside. So yes, we have, or see, si, we have been to Italia and we can't wait to go back there very, very soon. So as Kissy Cheshire asks, what's the most motivational thing you've been told? <laughs> mm, getting deep now. 
the most motivate the most motivational thing I've ever been told. I think I mentioned it on here before. Was a line that my a director friend of mine, Adam Morley, said to me once, right before I did my first ever stage show, which was, "Just remember, no audience ever wants you to suck. No matter what you're doing, even if you're doing a job interview, if you're doing a stage production, anything, no audience member." be that the one person watching you or a thousand people, no one wants you to suck. So you've got that. Everyone wants you to succeed when you're performing. So I always take that with me and it sure has helped ever since I was told that. Very, very, very true. Go on, Oliver, beat that. Mine would just be be your best. What if you suck? Yeah, but you've been your best. So one more, one, no, no, one more can you do that? If you be your best at anything, you can't ask any more of yourself. It just means that you need to learn or, you know, try. No, you don't, you, you don't need to try harder because you can't try harder if you've been your best. But if you learn something more, put more time into doing something, the next time you go to do it, you'll be doing even better. So you'll be getting better. In a nutshell, <laughs> step up or step aside. Juliana wants to know, what movie can you watch over and over again without getting tired of? Okay, I can think of three. Goodfellas, Wolf of Wall Street, and Happy Gilmore. Very good. I'd have to go Forrest Gump, not just because of the uh, look at the moment. Lion King, not just because of the look at the moment. And I would also say Apollo 13. Yes, very good film. So quite a bit of Tom Hanks in there. I love Tom Hanks. So the anxious couch potato asks, what are your t- usual tall people problems? So if you're wondering why that question is being directed at us, I suppose we're taller than average people. So we're six foot three. Um, usual tall people problems. One would be bathrooms in terms of the height of the sink. So the difference being there that actually when I was having a bathroom installed at my house last year, I had them fit it to my height. So it was a lot higher, which um, the builder on the the job actually said, Oliver, you can't do that. Your wife will go mad. And it turns out that if you say, well, she can get a step, isn't the right response. So we compromise, but it is still slightly higher than normal. But I find that. And also another problem I'd say is, who aren't you tall? From a lot of people. Did you ever get? Did you ever hear that? Yeah, but I was going to. I thought you were going to go with in a shower, because it's impossible when the shower head is literally the the height of yeah. your chest. I mean, that's yes. hard to have a wash. Tr- and it's always in a hotel where you need it. Mm. So if you've been out all day and you you want a nice shower, but I would say the biggest pet hate I have is when you're on an aeroplane and foot leg room. Yes, and people put their their seat back. Because let's face it, declining a seat by eight inches is really going to save your spine on a long on a long haul flight. Have you slept today? You're very grumpy. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just venting stuff. You know, as a lot of planes are grounded at the moment, making maybe they can use this time to bolt every seat upright. Uh, yeah. Marissa V asks, "What animal would you want to be?" So, I have a couple. I mean, obviously, I love hedgehogs. So, hedgehogs would be an amazing thing to do. Mm-hmm. Did you know they travel over three miles a night? Three miles a night? Yep, that's why you should, in your fence, if there's hedgehogs in your country, leave a little gap about a two inch in your fence so they can get through. It's called the Hedgehog Highway. There's a did you know? But for the sake <laughs> the, hedgehog, the Hedgehog Highway. Hang on. So if you look out your back garden at night, yep. 
you'll see hedgehogs going across. And if you've left a little hole in the fence, they'll go through the fence. Yes. And they'll go for three miles with that. Yes. Where? What do they do for three miles? Well, they look for food, don't they? So they come back to where they sleep or do they have multiple homes? I think it depends on the hedgehog. Mm, okay. But, to, uh, but this, this happened because uh, since I've been on lockdown, I've done a lot of planting in my garden from seed as well, which is actually a surprisingly um, satisfying thing to do. But what that's have you been also growing? meant growing my own, which has meant that a lot of bees have come into my garden to grab the pollen and the nectar and all that kind of stuff. So I would like to be a bee, which brings me on to my did you know? But we had an amazing video this week, Oliver. So Lisa Hartle sent a little message saying that she has written a amazing did you know intro for us. Amazing. I mean, yes, I did. I've got to be honest. I did see this um, last week and I've got to be honest. It is absolutely brilliant that people have been getting in touch with the jingles. So keep up the good work, everybody. But I think everybody would like to hear the jingle, but also Lisa's intro as well. Yeah, let's play all that. Take it away, Lisa. Hello. As requested in the latest Double Trouble podcast episode, I just went ahead and wrote a jingle for James's Did You Know Moment. As you're about to see, I'm a very sophisticated classical musician. Um, enjoying your podcast. Thank you. And now it's time for Did You Know with James. Did you know with James? How amazing was that? That Brilliant. was so cool. Thank you very much, Lisa. So, getting straight to it, did you know about bees? Did you know bees, they can fly around 15 to 20 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. They can travel anywhere between half a mile and three miles from their colony to find food. Yes. Yep. Uh, bees collect over 20 kilograms or 40 pounds in old money of nectar every year. Wow. And Romans used honey instead of gold to pay their taxes. Really? So next time you see a bee, don't say buzz off. Let okay. it go. Dig into the lovely flowers that you have in the garden. And then you'll get some amazing honey. And honey, it's rumored, local honey helps fight hay fever. Yes, and I've got to chirp in there as well. That certainly in the UK, and I would have thought it's very common throughout other parts of the world as well. Bees are on the decline in terms of population. So if you do see a bee, don't squash it. Try and help it out and especially try and encourage their use of your garden or use of outdoor space and that type of thing. Yes. Again, thank you very much, Lisa. That was really, really good. All right, so Rebecca asked, which is better? And I can hear everybody saying, oh, no, here we go again. Which is better, chocolate in the fridge or chocolate from the cupboard? Um, well, I think there's a clear winner here, surely, to goodness. You would chocolate think so. in the cupboard. Because if you put it in the fridge, it's just going to get hard, which means you need to take it out the fridge and let it cool down, unless it's not cool down, warm up a bit so you can eat it unless you want to break your teeth. Very good, very and, good. And here's a question. Does keeping it in the fridge actually long the life of it? I mean, who really opens a chocolate bar and keeps it there for like a week? Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? It's, maybe if you're trying to be good. Well, maybe, but it's not like a, a pack of ham or anything like that, is it? Well, you wouldn't keep ham in a cupboard, would you? Well, no, exactly, but you wouldn't keep it in a... Anyway, anyway, I'm losing the point. I'm losing the point. But what I would say is... No, I mean, it doesn't really matter, I don't think, on the type of chocolate, what it is as well. I never understand when people keep, you know, certain chocolate bars in a fridge. It just blows my mind. But I tell you what, chocolate would work in any environment be that in a fridge but especially in a cupboard or at room temperature james you know where i'm going with this it's something that we've been working on for the last 18 months and i think now is a great time to tell people about it it's I called say, I, hang on. I wouldn't say that we've been working on it i would say we know people who have been working on it and have been very kind to keep us in the know Yes, in the loop with this as well, because we've been able to give our input onto certain things about it. But it is called Wizards Chocolate. I've got some to hand. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what it looks like. This is the mint flavor version right here. So as you can see, it's vegan friendly, 1% sugar, gluten free and high in fiber. And the best thing about it is there's not that many ingredients in it at all. There's one two three four five ingredients. So it's not full of yucky preservatives or anything nasty for that matter definitely definitely worth a try what what really brought it to our attention was uh, so a couple of guys that we know who brought this all to us um are really big health guys anyway and i have a cheat day as people probably know every 50 days so which but because it's so good like it's low in sugar it's high in fiber and all that kind of thing is actually able to eat it every so often. So actually right after my bite ride today, I dove into a nice big, I had the orange one actually today, which was rather good. So uh, it is, I, I don't do cheat days, so I have it fairly regularly just as a snack. Uh, I've got to be honest, it is more of a guilt uh, free than guilt free. But the great thing as well, we've heard from a lot of people who are either vegan or diabetic is the the taste is great. And it's something that they can enjoy as well. So I'm not either of those things, but I enjoy it all the same. There you go. There we go. Oh, let me let me get the drum. I'll put it down to get my chocolate. Ebony wants to know, was there ever a moment on Harry Potter when you regretted being chosen to play the Weasley twins and wished it had been someone else? No. Yeah, short answer, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We had such an amazing time being able to play those guys. And also, I mean, I I know that everybody from the cast would say it says the same thing, but we had such a great time doing it. And the friends that we made whilst doing it, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, were so amazing, so much fun, that I can't say I've ever been on set. Even, Even if you were having a tough day on set, there was never one time where you said, I wish I hadn't done this. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Completely agree. It was, uh, yes, best characters really, weren't they? Yep. Right. Right. Okay. So Eleanor asks, if you were asked to dye your hair red again for a role, would you do it? Short answer. Yes. I've got no problem with dyeing my hair ginger or red. It, it really didn't make any bother whatsoever. No, especially because we had the lovely Jenny Harling, who oh, sounds really actory, don't know why I said that. But oh, Jenny, Jenny was, she was amazing, darling. Yeah. Uh, darling, she yeah. was, uh, Jenny was, uh, uh, she did our hair for the vast majority of the movies. And in fact, she does pretty much everybody's hair dyeing that was on the Potters and is still a, 
uh, quite big in the movie game now. Um, but lovely lady, and also made sure that our hair didn't fall out when we had it dyed every three weeks. Exactly. So that definitely helped. Um, I think she did such a good job, James, because your beard is going ginger at the moment. I know, it's, it's, it's a bit worrying, actually. Yeah, so it seeped in. Yeah, but it's, it's not Rupert ginger, but it's definitely more of Alban. It's not the same colour as the top of your head. Mm, yes, it's the light. That's all it is. It's the light. Yes, yes. yes. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so I'm going to do the last... Hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, I've got the drum in now. I'm going to do the last five questions as quick fire. So I want your answers. I'm going to quickly say mine as well. And okay. We'll keep through. Okay, so... Okay. Ready? Go. Go. At Story of 99 asks, if your life was a movie, what song would be the soundtrack? <laughs> I thought this was quick fire. It is, come on. Quick fire is normally... Do you prefer hot or cold, red or black, no. or anything like that? Your movie, your life is a movie. What soundtrack would it be? Yes. Um, One Day Remains by Alterbridge. Okay. <laughs> Who's your go-to character in Mario Kart? Yoshi. If you could pick one hobby to do for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Playing golf every day. And if you could be a historical figure for a day or two, who would it be and why? <laughs> quick fire. Yes, I know, but they're hardly quick fire questions, aren't they? Stuff like that you need to think about. Okay, you said you were going to do it. Well, come on then, James. Quick fire, quick fire. Which, um, what is it, most significant people in history you'd be for a day? Well, I don't know if I... Can I sidestep it slightly and just say no, that I don't no. Want to, no 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 i don't want to be a historical figure but i'd like to be the side like just just left of center with them so okay maybe if it was a oh i don't know um say say you're speaking to, <laughs> say you're speaking to um yeah. during the french revolution yes and our king louis is there and you're saying oh, i think i think they'll be fine with this you could like probably not a good idea there mate yeah, probably Louis. You don't want to. You don't wanna hang around in Versailles. Get out of your palace and get back into Paris, mate. They're not. They don't really like it. I know you're only forty miles down the road, but people are starting to get angry. There's this chap called Guillotine. He's just rocked something up. It looks quite sharp. Mm. That'd be a bit. You could say that, but I've just googled right. I've just oh, gone on Google for a bit of help and typed in most significant figures in history. Yeah. So I was trying to get into people like who you could say. Now, you've got a few great people in there. You've got Jesus. You've got Muhammad. You've got William Shakespeare, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. But then there's some right nasty people in there. Mm -hmm. Some of them you don't want to be at all. Dear What's the question who you want to be? Well, it said most significant historical figures is what I yeah. typed down. But that's probably right then, isn't it? Because it doesn't mean not everyone in history was good. Well, no, true. But some people are really high on the list. So I wouldn't think, why are they there? That's a good... Oh, here's another did you know. Yes, go on. So did you know... Nice little trumpet being played. Did you know Washington State in America... Yes. Did you know it was originally going to be called Columbia, but the Congress decided that they should name it after George Washington? Ah, and I take it... But what about the country Columbia? What about it? Ooh. Wouldn't that have got confusing as well? Well, what about New Mexico? But yeah, but you've got the new bit there. Well, could you imagine the amount of people who, said, who went to the wrong place? Where's the meeting today? Columbia. Right, okay. 
instead of rocking up in Seattle, they end up in Bogota. Yeah, well, then you're just a bit silly because then you should be going to Bogota and Seattle, shouldn't you? Not Colombia. Well, yes, but, you know, sometimes you just follow the sat-nav. I mean, granted, if you're going through Panama, you'd realise you're not going through Chicago. I I suppose you got something right there. I think so. But also, did you know, basically, I know this because I was asked to do a cameo for somebody who was graduating from Washington State University the other day. Mm -hmm. So I thought I'd come up with some did you know facts for it. So also, did you know Washington State University not only was vinyl made there, Really? Yep. Also, bubblegum. They've got a lot to answer for then. So you could have said that bubblegum from Colombia. Well, that'd be... You still can, yeah. I guess. That's not going to be a problem. Well, people would know about that, though, wouldn't they? Mm. Yes, yes. Very good, very good. Okay. Right, I've got one. Hanny asks, Hi, hope all is well on your side. In all your travels, have you done an African safari? And also... If you have, which country or countries did you visit? Thank you and stay safe. Um, Hanny, I've got an awful confession to make. I've never been to Africa and it is on my list of the main thing I want to do is go to Africa. Um, I've got a lot of friends who've been to South Africa and also a friend of mine uh, goes to Ghana quite often as well for work and just raves about it, the people and everything about it. Obviously, Africa's a big place anyway, but I'd love to be able to go there, obviously see the safari, the ethical safaris that is, of course, and just see animals in their natural habitats and wildlife would be, yeah, just an absolute dream to do one day. I have another did you know fact. Jingle or no jingle today? No jingle, but this will make people feel quite old, I believe. Okay. Did you know it is nearly 20 years ago that you and I went for our first audition for Harry Potter? I do. I do. It was, um, yes, nearly 20 years ago. Who else? So can I, I'd like to just clear up a, a bit of a rumour, which is um, slightly con- confused sometimes. Basically, yes, yes we did miss school, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. our mum did know about it. In fact, my mum and dad drove us to the audition. We yes. told the school, look, we're going to have a bit of a day off because we've got this chance to be in this movie series. Is that okay? And 99% of the teachers were fine with it. So we went. Exactly, exactly. And that was literally on the back of it. Um, we have heard some funny renditions of that story to, from people telling us that, oh, is it true you skipped your main exams, hitchhiked your way there or whatever? Um, no, it was all totally above board. And it was a definitely once in a lifetime and a lifetime changing thing to do. It was. It sure was. Um, Right, well, guys, thank you very much for joining us this week on Double Trouble. I say we thought we'd do a bit of a quick Q&A to answer some more of your guys' questions that you've sent to us over the last couple of weeks. So thank you very much for all of those. We've got a couple of cool guests coming over the next couple of weeks. We're hopefully going to be recording them starting next week, and hopefully you will get to enjoy them. Again, thank you so much for all your great response to last week's one with James Taylor. We had such a good time talking with James and hearing all about what it is for a pro sportsman who has to finish his career literally at its peak because of a, a condition. And it's really great that it has actually touched some people into getting involved into their own medical side as well. And hopefully that can continue. So thank you very much for that. 
Yes, I have to admit, it's been absolutely brilliant seeing these fantastic responses. And once again, thanks so much for supporting us, guys, and also listening and watching uh, the Double Trouble podcast and having a laugh along the way. I've loved, loved hearing stories from people, how their Alexa is going wild when they ask it to play Double Trouble. Uh, Apologies for last week. For some people's Alexas trying to order something as well. Ha ha ha. Um, so have fun with that as well. Guys, thank you very much again. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Stay nice. Be nice to everybody. I think that's the, the main thing which everybody is uh, hopefully getting towards during this crazy period. Yes. Be nice to everybody. No yes, definitely. Who or what you are. If everyone's nice, the world's a nicer place too. Thank you very much, guys. And I'll see you next week. Cheerio!